bullshit, it's all just some gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B a a a a s. This shit is trumpanas. T r u m p a n a n a s. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. Uh, and <laughs> this is voice. the podcast where we spew our opinions on the week in politics with lots of passion and very little research. That's right. And you know what? This week, mm. shit got really real. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that my worst nightmare has happened and it's called um, international problems. <laughs> and I don't like... Mm. Mm-hmm. Middle Eastern words like Assad. Uh, um, I hate every Middle Eastern word. Yeah, so sorry. I can't understand. It's so much jargon mm-hmm. and old shit. And it's just yeah. like. And it's so confusing and convoluted. Yeah, and it's like, I can't. It's called dumb gay politics, and I really need to. Keep let, it dumb? Yeah, I need the audience to know. The, mm-hmm. I need for, the 14, the audience of 14 to uh-huh. understand that. Mm-hmm. Um. We're, we're, we're not going to get it right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's confusing and maybe as the podcast goes on, Uh we'll become better at understanding maybe. And and then it can be called, you know, understanding gay politics of, of average intelligence. Oh, right. Well, I'm definitely right. Yeah. But what were you going to say? I was going to say in general, I'm of average intelligence, but well, yeah, well, in general, well, in general, I'm a way above average. Well, that's what I'm well, saying. You are above average. I'm not. Right. But with politics, the thing is, I feel like like I'm dancing around. I'm insecure. This week made me insecure. It's like there's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous. <laughs> and just dancing with myself at home. <laughs> dancing with myself. Uh, 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 oh. I don't understand Syria. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and dancing and dancing and keeping myself alive. I mean, yeah, it's completely and utterly, absolutely confusing. And then when you get into it, there is no... The Middle East is like, um, uh, what's a thing that's like a bucket with a hole in it? Um, like a sieve. It's a never-ending sieve that will never, ever, ever be normalized. I don't believe. Well, I just want everyone to understand that, um, or to bear with me, if they're like, I get this topic. I'm really good at this topic. I know what a libertarian is. Right. I understand how well, Steve Bannon is, is an alt-right. I'm just like, no, well, this is more like, you don't understand a Shuni Sia, a Shuni Muslim, or a, Sia, a Sunni, Sunni or a Shia Muslim. You don't understand the Ba'ath party. You don't understand Ba'ath Hezbollah. Party. You don't understand Hamas. You don't like, that's what we're I honestly about. don't know what one single one of those fucking words means. Right. So for anyone who wants to get on our case, because we might not know all of it. Or um, any of it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I want to tell them. Go fuck yourself to the end of town. We're trying, okay? I We're certainly trying. hope any of the 14 don't know what fucking Hezbollah is. 
Well, in this week's research, I had I learned a lot. I know you go so deep. You're like texting me like, well, I'm really getting to the Shiite. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> delete. I don't even know. Now, I'm, what we're doing is, and this is also making us dumber. Okay. Our incessant partying, mm. which is depression disguised as celebrating. Right. Is this because of the state of politics? Like, for example, is Obama drinking more? And does Obama drink I think Obama must be more like celebrating. Don't put that. Oh, you're on right. The table. I think oh, I know. Sorry, things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that Obama must be celebrating. I think now his celebration is coming to an end, and he's probably like, okay, we got to get into this, and ugh, and God, Trump's he's annoying. He's got to feel as fearful but, and depressed as everyone else. He lives in Washington with Michelle and the kids and the kids. Mm-hmm. Kids. Yeah, no, I, that's not what I I'm think, asking well, you. I'm I asking think, you, number one, when mm-hmm. he was president, did he like a whiskey neat? I believe, well, he smoked, so I can't believe he didn't drink. But he quit smoking. So I. So here's what I think. I, okay. Let me give my opinion. No. I haven't really formulated it, but okay. I thought I could trust you, but now I know I can't because he's t- he pretended he stopped smoking. So what I think is while he was president, he probably really, he probably fake had a sip of champagne. Uh-huh snore pie because he like took his job seriously and stuff Mm -hmm. so then now he's done i think he's definitely back smoking oh okay because you'd have to be a goddamn saint not to be picking up every vice in this political climate um yeah maybe yeah Uh, yeah that makes sense if you heard banging that was the cat (laughs) jumping on the table with and that that other sound you just heard was nacho (laughs) getting thrown violently to the ground the cat i don't hear on the on the on my uh, oh it's the tail that I hear. Okay. okay. Well, what's so, the tail doing? Banging things? Just banged into the microphone, but it's okay. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that he must be feeling all those same feelings. I, I mean, I can only speak for me personally. It's like I can feel, take on all the depression and all the horrible feelings about the political climate. But, I mean, I'm also sort of like, I wish I had a job and I wish I had money. And, I, you know what I mean? There's well, yeah, that's things. our personal stuff. But I feel like we're picking up on the angst in the air and the frequency. Or I'm mm. going to tell myself that. But just so you guys know... It is happening every weekend, and we are celebrating, a.k.a. hiding our depression every single weekend. Mm-hmm. This time it was at the Abbey. Right. Day drinking at the Abbey on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We are 102, so we have two-day hangovers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which makes, you know, sifting through all the jargon. Like Very head- challenging. Right. Very so challenging. So we love you guys, and... Um, Let's get to um, I have the shit star. I just looked at Dumpling's ass and it has like dried poo on it. I don't. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear that? He always has one tiny turd. No, it's like it was. Just, it's a um. A fuck shit star. What's it called? It's a dingleberry. He has a dingleberry oh, yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh, that's what he, I mean. He he always has little tiny dingleberries. This is Julie's cat, Dumpling. All right, let's get to I have the shit star. Take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. This week, the eye of the shitstorm was in Syria, when last Tuesday their shitty-ass president dropped shitty-ass chemical bombs on his own citizens and killed 15 people, including four little kids. So then three days later, uh, President Trump turned around and launched 59 Tomahawk missiles on that ass. (laughs) But before we can even get into the business of hating on Trump, we need to start at the beginning and give the Cliff Notes version of the Syria shit so that we're all on the same dumb gay page. Okay. All right. So you sent me this 
article from BBC, which broke it down pretty easily. But in 2011, Syria was normal, just, you know, regular Middle East gross <laughs> and just standard. And then, and they had this, you know, president, his name's Assad, but I can't get into that. I'm just going to call him Syrian president. That's the dad, this guy's dad. Right. So they've been having this regime type of thing, but it's a pres- it's a fake democracy, right? It's a fake democracy. But before that, before the dad, it was even like a weird problematic okay. thing. Fine. But then the dad claimed himself as president for years and years and years. Okay. And then the son. Now they had a fake election, literally a fake election. And he became the president with 97% of the votes because the votes were literally forced. So they're pretending it's a thing, but it's a fake democracy, but it isn't. But so whatever. So it was, there was no civil war going on in 2011. What happened was these school kids vandalized a wall Mm -hmm. and they then get arrested and then allegedly tortured while they're arrested. Yes, and one got killed. A 13-year-old boy was killed. Okay, so I didn't... people went insane. I didn't see that. So then a group of protesters go to, I guess, the prison or wherever the hell they're being... These kids are being held, and they're they're peacefully, quote-unquote, protesting. Yes, and at this time, also, it's during the thing that they call the Arab Spring. This was happening all over the Middle East and in North America. Arabs were starting to sort of rise up because of all of these disgusting... Um, authoritarian dictators that were going on in the countries in Syria this happened but this was also part of Arab Spring they were already going to be protesting the term Arab Spring is getting on my nerves <laughs> which means I wrote down what I know because it's in what other lang- whatever language they're in but it means um, they're rise- democracy spring they're rising up yes they thing. wanted okay y- got it okay so they're peacefully protesting wanting these school children to be released and to stop being tortured mm-hmm. and at this point, the the president shoots them up and... Orders and, the military to shoot at the protesters. And, like, four of them were killed. Uh-huh. Or more. So, something like that. Lots and lots of people were shot at. Right? They, oh, they were all shot at and yeah. injured. And then the next day, at the funeral, and a few days later, at the funeral of the protesters, mm-hmm. the military is ordered by the president to shoot up again. So then everyone's pissed, and now a civil war happens. Mm-hmm. And that's from the... Um, what are they called? The people like the people that are against the government, the rebels, oh, the resistance or right, the resistance or the re- rebels. Is he calls rebels? them rebels. Okay. So then it's the, like star Wars basically. So there's the rebels and then there's the people in Syria who are fine with the government. Okay. So this is happening and now it's a civil war and who cares? Let people have their own civil wars. Let them work out their shit. Good Arab rise, Arab spring, Arab living democracy. Go, now. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So we're here. We're ignoring it. It's fine. Then I guess because what happens is your your state is weakened and there's no there's no border i guess between iraq and syria well iraq is getting involved now iraq's president is now getting involved with this president and weird alliances are starting to be built that are very shady and people don't really understand there's also a link we should put it on the fan page that i found that's really good um russia iraq and iran are now all involved and they're well they're all on the side of the assad then they're allies with him. But what I'm getting to is there's no border and the area is weak. Right. And weakened. And so basically what happens is Islamic State, which is IS, which is ISIS, which is a group of violent. Disgusting. Yeah. I mean, we all know what ISIS. Grotesque. But, but they're very, very violent. They were men. displaced when, with the war in Iraq and all that. That's where they came out of. They the, then take well, over. Well, they came out of Al-Qaeda. So, so a lot of those guys were in Al-Qaeda. And then they broke out from Al-Qaeda to become even more gross. Right. Like, the, 
So they take over the southern southern region of Syria. So now and now they're fucking with people and whatever they're doing, chopping off heads and fucking mm-hmm. keeping it real. So now we chopping <laughs> off heads and keeping it real. <laughs> so now we've got the civil war going on, and now we've got ISIS there. Yep. So that's when you know America peeps up because now our whole thing is like we're taking out fucking ISIS, but not really, but maybe, but we should, mm-hmm. but we don't really want to get involved because we don't want our people getting their heads chopped off. So there's that's the two things that are happening and they're two separate things and it's important to know that now at that time something with chemical weapons were happened like a treaty or a nato came and made a, made the treaty with chemical weapons saying you can't use chemical weapons in a in a war it's yeah becomes and, a human via, human yeah. rights violation and you are now going to be like kicked out of nato or you're going to be um target whatever you can't right. use chemical so, weapons and, and everybody signed it and every head of every nation signed this treaty against chemical weapons okay because they're weapons of mass destruction we can't fuck with that we can't fuck with nukes it's like we're all just agreeing like let's just kill ourselves yeah, if we so can do stupid. it you know but just let's not but the second someone nukes somebody it's just gonna keep nuking 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 till we're all fucked and whatever it's like you gas us we're gassing you homie because some of us will live so syria in 2013 because the president is you know whack now again don't forget russia iran are with and putin basically are with assad he's the president of syria now america's america tried to stay neutral on it it was like we don't know or at least donald trump's opinion prior to him being president way back was like you don't know if the rebels are right or if assad's right because the rebels are gross too because they're all gross because because right. I'm racist. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I mean, I am. But I mean, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, it's nobody's like, fighting cu- culturally. I don't know who's better or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they're all it's ve- that's why it's so right. Well, we know ISIS is bad. No, no, and of course. I'm like talking with, about their civil war. It, yeah, because there was no one group that was fighting. They were all still fractioned groups. So there's regular people who are just like, I just want to go to my house. And, <laughs> right. But then <laughs> there was like literally four groups that fractioned off. So there was no, um, there was no concrete one group to get behind. So it's and like, we and nobody know. knew, and, nobody yeah. knows what any of them are fighting for anyway. Yeah. And we wouldn't know. And that's why it's like, you let them work it out. But what we do know is that Putin and Iran are with that president. So we can't, because we can't be getting behind whatever Putin's getting behind. So America kind of was, America's always against taking out whack, violent dictators. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean it solves anything. Because then another one replaces it and the shit, you know what I mean? So whatever. But basically, we have a treaty. The motherfuckers broke it. They did some chemical weapons. It didn't kill 15 and four school kids. It killed like... 1,700. 1,700. And there were pictures of kids. There were lots of kids who got killed on that. And they lined up the bodies so that they... When they took pictures of that, if you look at it online... They literally have like a thing where they lined up all the bodies so you could see. I mean, 1,700 people got gassed. 1,700 by their own president. Yes. Okay. It wasn't by ISIS. No. So at and that we time. Even, and even still, you don't even know what he wants. It's like even with all the research I did to try and find out, it's like we learned about the Civil War and all that, but we still don't know even with this president what in the fuck he's doing. Like what, what he wants, okay. what he believes in. You know what I mean? We don't know. We don't know. So... We're trying to get to where this has something to do with America. I know you like you love to get into the minutia of Middle Eastern well, I, shit, but I can't or I will. We got to get to America. So basically, at, after that happened, people really try to come for Obama, which, you know, I'm not having. And I definitely wasn't then because here's the thing. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I never even knew until three days ago what any of this was. So Obama's a horrified because he can't handle when anyone gets hurt because he's an angel. <laughs> and and he's like. 
wants to go and you know throw down some shit you yeah know? and he gave press conferences and he t- talked to the i don't remember it either but he did many you could find all of obama's speeches that he gave about oh, Syria. tons and tons and tons and they're, and and they're just, also they're replaying them because then trump comes in bugging on in 2013 the bugging never stopped we could go back into 2009 and find this motherfucker bugging he tweets Obama nine hundred thousand times. Okay, on Twitter, literally, there's there's nineteen tweets. We have three of them. I picked three good ones here. Meow meow. Okay. Please do us the okay. Two thousand thirteen, um, Trump harassing Obama. So we've got uh, from Donald Trump and his let the Arab League take care of Syria. Why are these rich Arab countries not paying us for the tremendous cost of such an attack? I mean. What are we talking about? Saudi Arabia? Is that what we're talking about? Are, who, okay. we, uh, what will we get for bombing Syria besides more debt and a possible long-term conflict? Obama needs congressional approval. P.S. Just That's so the you best guys... one. Yeah, of course. Because we haven't even told you that now Trump uh, has spent the cost, our money, yeah. to go ahead and send missiles there. Without... Bomb them yeah, without, without congressional approval. Yeah. A okay. I mean, and he's the... I mean, the hypocrisy is... Mm. The president must get congressional approval before attacking Syria. Big mistake if he does not. This is three years ago, and he was so against getting involved in Syria, 1,700 people were gassed by their own president. He starts, he's, he's harassing Obama. And there's 19 tweets. We didn't even read them all. And after this attack on 14 people. 17 people. 17 people think, and the four kids. Right, yeah. Um, Trump then, sitting down at Vitilago, <laughs> um, he... Sends the 59 Tomahawk missiles without mm-hmm. congressional approval right. um, onto the base in Syria where they have the chemical weapons. They basically. Right, it was ha- supposed to be like a silo and like a, there was that yeah. and there was where they kept them and the airplanes that put them there and blah, blah, blah. And now Russia is there actively, supposedly involved they've got the most troops there well the russia it's like that's why it's all convoluted as to who's backing who because the thing is with assad people want to go against isis but then if you it's like america's going against isis and then russia pretends to go against isis too but then iraq or one of iraq or iran is supporting them but then they're all giving money to assad because nobody wants to look like they're supporting isis because you can't but then they but then putin's thing with it's confusing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all because it is confusing. But but the Russia's, bottom line is this attack with the gas didn't wasn't ISIS. No, it was it was Assad. And we were pledging and to stay out of like their civil war, anyone's civil war, because the the quote that's been going around is we're not in the business of a regi- regime, regime change. change. Right. Right. And not to mention the fact that so Putin wants there's like a port that Putin has an interest in. And that's why he's continuing his relationship with Assad. And now Russia's pissed because we did that. So now that's why there's a whole thing with, you know, Trump pissed off Putin. And, oh, no, what are we going to do now? This could cause our relationship with Russia being blah, blah, blah. So, so, yeah. So you guys, hopefully everyone understands. They gassed 17 people. That went against the treaty. Trump sent 59 missiles without permission from Congress, you know, and all fucking, you know. So is it a one-off? Is it, are we going into war? Is it not? I personally think that it was, um, I think in 2013, he was even back then in league with with Putin. I think Well, he, we know, we learned that he is I, from this research. I think he loved to go and, and was backing Putin, who was backing Assad, and pressuring Obama. Not that Obama was listening to Donald Trump, but I'm sure he was $2.50 to him, but there was a lot of pressure. But we can see Donald Trump's interests way back then. I think this thing of, because the thing of bombing Assad now, uh-huh. 
they warned the Russian troops on the ground. Right. All the Russian troops got away. Not many of them were harmed. Mm-hmm. The base they bombed is already back and running. Yep. It's it was fine. nothing. Yeah. So I think I thought all of it was a smoke show. Yeah. I thought it was like yeah. smoke and mirrors. I'm against this. I'm right. a humanitarian Agreed. or whatever the fuck. I agree. And that ultimately there was, I didn't, there was that 1000 clips that I'm sure you saw too of him during the campaign, Trump being like, let, let Russia get, deal with ISIS. Let all the troops yeah. there deal with ISIS. We don't want to pay for anything anymore. Yeah. Let them do it. But now he's all happy to go and pay for everything mm-hmm. without congressional approval. I didn't approve. So first I want to play you guys this Sean Spicer clip because I, because we love hating on him and <laughs> fuck him. And there, and so he basically blames Obama for this 17 people getting killed, even though his own, and, and you know, Trump told Spicer to go out and say all that. Right. Right? So we'll play this clip. They love fucking going, like, how long are you going to blame Obama? How long are you going to go back and just, like, blame him? Why like, don't you blame Eisenhower for what? it? <laughs> exactly. Today's chemical attack in Syria against innocent people, including women and children, is reprehensible and cannot be ignored by the civilized world. These heinous actions by the Bashar al-Assad regime are a consequence of the past administration's weakness and irresolution. President Obama said in 2012 that he would establish a quote-unquote red line against the use of chemical weapons and then did nothing. The United States stands with our allies across the globe to condemn this intolerable act. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Does he go on a bender every weekend? Maybe, maybe he's drunk. He does. Is def- he drunk? He's he's looking. His the under his eyes is turning white like Donald Trump. They're all turning into you guys. You guys, seriously, they're people that I've noticed that the most are Sean Hannity and Sean. Oh, they have the same name. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. Sean Hannity and Sean Spicer. I have to get this little fuzz out of your hair. Oh. Got it are turning into Donald Trump. Seriously, look at their faces, their eyes, the white under their eyes, their teeth, the mouth. The It's really, they're turning into him. They're all going to, Rance Pubes is going to probably turn into him. And oh God. Can you crazy. hear my feet on the ground? All right. Yeah, but it's not like banging into okay. the thing. Nacho, chill. So, okay, so he's intolerable. intolerable. The intolerable. What was he, the word he said before that, too? No, I can't remember. Well, he blames Obama. I can't even deal with that. He said, and did nothing. And it's like, what? Right. He did everything he could. You know who did nothing? The Republicans. That's who did nothing because nobody would want, or I guess the, I mean, I don't know if it was the Republicans and Democrats, but Obama tried. He was out there talking about, we need to fucking do something. Nobody wanted to do it. Nobody wanted to do it. And it's like, oh my God, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even. So here, really quick, just to, I mean, we, we should give our, worthless opinions okay but here are some of the schools of thought in congress okay so warmongers like lindsey graham and john mccain and those dudes those two are the biggest also like what's the word for someone who says who's says who's like on the side of the thing of whatever's they're like god damn it this is how stupid i am they 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 pretend that they're they pretend that they're um criticizing trump but they're never really criticizing him and then now lindsey graham is sucking his dick like beyond oh well he definitely wants to (laughs) so these warmongers want to send five thousand more american troops we have one thousand there i guess into syria to take out isis and the shitty president okay Okay. because as julie likes to say war war makes money right right 
So everybody's, all the Republicans are going to jump on that, I'm quite sure. Now, pussies who think money grow on trees, like Tim <laughs> Kaine, um, wants to send humanitarian aid there to help the Syrian people fight their own war. Does humanitarian yeah. <laughs> aid grow on trees? Because I don't think it does. Well, also, I saw when he said that. And I mean, I don't know if I should wait to give my opinion now or you want to go through the rest of these. You can give your opinion on that now. Um, Syria is literally in a state where I don't care if you threw 100,000 million pounds of bread, there's no one to receive it. There's not a building to stay in. There isn't a road that isn't fucked up. The country is fucked beyond anyone's wildest possible imagination. And so if you're talking about humanitarian aid, we are way beyond yeah, humanitarian aid. And also aid. we can't afford that. So get your head out of your ass, Tim Kaine. There's no, I mean, it's like, a, yes, you want to help these people, which I guess really would come in the form of letting them come to the country. But like, there's no, there's no, we're, it's beyond, it's beyond humanitarian aid. You now, Got I'm it. sorry, I read a thing. Okay. Professional delusionists like Bernie Sanders, they want to take out ISIS and, and after that, the shitty president. But you know how he wants to do it? He wants to work with other countries like Iran and Russia who are on the side of the shitty president, who aren't hiding the fact that they're on the side of the shitty president, and we've never been able to get them to work with us. And literally, it's like, hey, Bernie, um, after I get through my, my degree at my free college... Um, <laughs> How am I going to get Russia and Iran to work with us? Well, also Russia and Iran particularly won't work with us because we support Israel. So yeah. So what's he talking also, about? So I don't know why he's saying that because like, we can't sure. get unilateral. I don't know. <laughs> we need to come together as a country. Yeah, we can't do unilaterally attack them. And I'm like, ew. No I mean, I, I understand. It's like this could potentially blow up into like literally World War Three. However, however, Iran, Iran will not work with us because we support Israel. And quite honestly, Assad has also said publicly that uh, our Western media propagates Israel. They're all against Israel. And yeah, I know and that it sounds stupid, but they really won't deal with a country that supports Israel. And we aren't going to get behind Assad. So Right. And so we're not going to get Iran and Russia to the table so Bernie Sanders can go fucking bug off. Yes. So basically, that's not to say we have the answers, but I can tell you those three... Out of any of those, and I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like, we're either going to make money and go to war yeah. and go in there and be like, fuck you, ISIS, time to take drop some bombs on Baghdad and Baghdad being Syria, <laughs> uh -uh. you know, and handle it mm -hmm. or stay the F out of it. I wasn't even really into what Trump did. I, I want to stay out of their civil war. I do want to say, like, figure it out. And let me just say this while I'm on my fucking whack bullshit thing I'm doing. Right. I found it really annoying mm. and shade shade tree when uh -huh. Canada. Oh God! Back when <laughs> um, the travel ban happened and Trump, you know, the executive orders and Trump said that he was going to cut down on the Syrian refugees. Right. And Canada coming into America, Canada had to come through on Twitter like the bitch they fucking are who got kicked <laughs> off Drag Race early, and they tried to come through with some snarky fucking thing and be like, "Oh, America won't, USA won't let you in." Well. Canada would love to have you. Right, like our doors are always open for everyone all the time. And I was just like, mm -hmm. fuck you, Canada. Yeah. Go fucking eat some granola and <laughs> oatmeal cookies. Don't even have chocolate chips. They only have raisins. Like, ugh. <laughs> and I was so annoyed. And I thought that was so shady. And it's like, you're connected to us and you need to get behind whatever we do. And I don't care. You're, you have someone who's there that's like a crackhead. <laughs> oh, the mayor of Toronto. Yeah, like, <laughs> fuck off. And I mean, like, 
fine. Yeah. Our president sucks. What are we supposed to do about it? You know, so, and here's the other quick thing. Mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow loves to talk shit about Trump mm-hmm. and she does kill it and also kill my last nerve uh-huh. equally <laughs> both sides. I don't hear her talking shit about fucking Canada when, you know, she wants to be like, oh, he's not going to let the refugees, he's not going to let the refugees in. But it's like, well, he sent over these missiles and he's trying to do something humanitarian. And it's like, I don't hear you talking shit about Canada because they have no army and they don't fucking do anything. Nobody likes to talk shit about Canada. It's I do. Unfortunate. No, I know. Canada's overrated and even like their health care. It's like, but we're free health care. It's like, yeah, but you have to wait forever and their doctors <laughs> suck. So fuck you. Like, I don't want to hear any more about Canada. Okay. So our one listener from Canada out of the 14, we love you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I say that in exaggeration just to say no one's all good. No one's all bad. You can't take a full country and make them into one thing. It's like, yes, Trump sucks, but now all Americans are terrible. All the USA is awful. And you're going to tweet as a whole country you can't tweet as a whole country <laughs> you're not a whole country you're one person you're one troll who's sitting right. in the rear room talking about our doors are open well if your doors are open get a plane fly over to syria and pick up everybody and bring them back to canada well the the <laughs> thing is that um the last thing for me is just that i i did get a deeper understanding about the travel ban and about the refugee thing because after um understanding that ISIS has taken like a stronghold in Syria. Yeah, they own half of Syria now. So it's like when refugees, and I'm putting quotes in the air, are coming from Syria, Trump, I mean, his school of thought there was... You can't trust any of those people. Yeah, we don't know if that's ISIS Mm -hmm. coming up over here. So I was like, oh, that's why I should research deeper before talking (laughs) shit. But I never do because there's no time in between all my drinking. (laughs) This is definitely one of those situations where for me, I feel like, because normally I'm quick, very quick. Oh, trigger, trigger trigger happy. Trigger, I am trigger happy. I mean, don't give me a gun because I will shoot everything in my path. I am the I'm a hair trigger judge. Ju- oh my god, I'm judge. I'm jury. I'm executioner. Right. I'm disciplinarian. Judge Julie. Ju- that's right. But this is a situation that is so convoluted and complicated because one thing will lead to five things. So when you want to, so it's like, what else could he have done but done a lame bombing that didn't do anything? Because had you done anything else, it would have led to right. five other horrible things that would have been a backlash and we will be in war. And if you hadn't done anything, then it's like... You'll look like a piece of shit. we so far are the only <clears throat> country that's done anything. But yeah, I mean, it's sort of like you can say like, we got to get rid of ISIS and then everything will be okay. But even when you get rid of ISIS, it's still not going to be okay because the Middle East is run by despot authoritarian dictators and how they are authoritarian (laughs) they are i mean and really what's the philosophy on what is it that is going to evolve in the middle east i mean that's my question because i think it's like you could get into the the microcosm of this war but the to me the bigger umbrella problem is that the middle east is still living in the dark ages for the most part except israel and Saudi Arabia's trying sort of with Dubai and they're trying a little bit with that area and Jordan's sort of coming up and there's different areas that are okay. But I'm saying that Syria is a symptom of a bigger problem that needs to be addressed. And unfortunately, because everyone has their own agenda, there's no way that these big superpowers are going to come together because Russia wants what they want. China wants what they want. They won't work with the United States. And it's like, well, then I guess we all have to deal with the fact that the Middle East is going to like take our world down. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like to me, that is what's happening because we are going to end up in a, in a world war. We are. I, I mean, well, that's depressing. 
<laughs> um, I wish everybody just would just get on the page of Julie and Brandy need a job. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so let's get out of the Syrian shitstorm and head on over to Everyone Hates Steve Bannon Street. <laughs> How to get to Everyone Hates Steve Bannon Street. Hmm. I think we were going to go Bannon Street. Every, oh, you're right. Every, that, see, that's what I said about harmonizing before. I can't. Yeah, plus we were looking in each other's eyes and it was creepy. <laughs> okay, so. But I'm pretty sure you know how to get to Everyone Hates Steve Bannon Street. Because I'm that's pretty where I sure you, yeah, you, you paved the street. <laughs> I did pave the street and I made the street sign and all of it. That is true. Yes, so everyone might hate him now, but no one hates him more than me. A quick recap of who Steve Bannon is. For those of you who don't know or forget who the most evil man in America is, <laughs> Steve Bannon has been churning his gross gears for many years and in many different incarnations. Before Bannon became President Trump's chief strategist, Bannon was the chief executive officer of Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. His influence over Trump was very strong. Trump fans called him the Trump whisperer and Trump critics called him President Bannon. Before his political career, he was executive chair and owner of Breitbart News, a far-right opinion and commentary website, which he described in 2016 as a platform for the alt-right. When Trump was assembling his cabinet, in an unprecedented move, he named Bannon to the National Security Council, which gave him top security clearance. He's a self-proclaimed hard-right nationalist who publicly said he wants to deconstruct the administration. I.e., Take apart the government. Take apart the government. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, he tried. Yeah. And mm -hmm. everyone hates him now. <laughs> so on Wednesday, he officially got kicked off the National Security Council. And supposedly he's just a huge ass asshole and mm -hmm. no one in the White House can stand him. And I think if you just looked at him, you'd be able to tell. Well, you definitely, you voted him the ugliest. He's the one of, he's the one of the top 10 most ugliest people that ever was born in My lived. cousin Teen agreed that he was the ugliest. She did? Yeah. Thank you, Teen. His nose looks like um, a, a hemorrhoid that exploded on top of a dick. Yes. And you know who hates him more than me, possibly, is Jared Kushner. Oh, uh, that's right. And now a quick recap of Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner is married to Ivanka Trump, making him the president's son-in-law. Mm. He's a senior advisor to Trump and extremely close to him and trusted by him implicitly. Washington insiders call him the de facto secretary of everything. That's how much Trump loves him. He's Orthodox Jewish, which is cool to us, mm. and one-time New York Democrat, that also cool to us, Kushner's ideology is described as technocratic. I had to look that up, and here's what it means. <laughs> So technocracy is a system of governing where decision makers are selected on the basis of their technological knowledge, like scientists, engineers, technologists, or experts in any field would compose the governing body rather than elected representatives. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's obviously weird and creepy, <laughs> but explains why Trump invented a whole new White House office called the Office of American Innovation, and he made Kushner the head of it. Wow. And P.S., and here's the tea, honey. <laughs> it was Kushner 
and listen up kids who single-handedly got Trump elected because he's a millennial wonderkind and rather than campaign the same old way like Hillary, th- Trump had no money by the time he got all the way down and he and he was the nominee. So he had Jared Kushner take over his Facebook and basically Jared Kushner um, through all of this research, he got all these people from Silicon Valley he basically created a system to micro-target voters on Facebook and social media, and he created a special program to analyze voter data that allowed Trump to campaign in the exact right places wow. to the exact right people. He basically played Moneyball with the fucking campaign, and it worked, obviously. He was in an office with a 100, 100-person staff, literally had a quarter of the budget like not a quarter, a third of the budget that Hillary Clinton had. Mm -hmm. Every single strategic decision made during the campaign came out of Jared Kushner's office. Look it up. It's on Forbes.com. It's not a secret. It's straight up fact. Kushner's like everything to Trump because of how he won him the election. He thinks every single problem can be decided with a millennial and a fucking computer and social media. And that's why Kushner though is he's on the come up. Like there's there. He, he overtook Bannon. Right. Right. And that's what's up. Steve Bannon and Jared Kushner are different in every single way. From their ages to their backgrounds, families, class, worldview, ideology, politics, approach, everything. And now they're supposedly in an epic battle for Trump's ear. It's literally like Star Wars. And And Jared Kushner's winning. So just, you know, Bannon, like Julie said, was called... You know, people thought he was like, they would call him President Bannon. There was a thing on Saturday Night Live. He thought he was like Dick Cheney. Like he was going to be yeah, Trump's pu- Cheney. Yeah, he's like the puppet master. Right. And then supposedly when health care fell, that's when it really took a hard left. <laughs> Jared right. Kushner was sitting in the cut. Jared Kushner met right. with fucking Yahoo, whatever net and, you know, yeah, Yahoo.com. Yahoo, Kushner's fucking family ties are insane. And he's also... He, he's a wonderkind. He is. Right. He was there. He was just quiet and silently in the cut, you know, fucking doing Ivanka and living it up <laughs> on the Barry Gibb talk show. And he basically then when and it and, and things were happening. Bannon and, and rancid pubes don't like Kushner. They're like, you know, the nationalist wing. Uh-huh. And he's like, they're saying there's like a fight in the White House between the nationalist wing and the and the Democratic wing. Mm. And he's like, Kushner's leading up like the Democrats in the White House, which is just sort of bizarre. I mean, you have to think that uh, all the nationalists are just going to get squashed because they're too extreme. And it's just like your time, you're sort of, you had like a little explosion because people were asleep at the wheel and that's you know you had it but now you're you're we're see so you can't you just can't be that at least in this country in middle east you could do it but you, right but it's not going to happen here it's just people are like wait a minute but you can't remove the heart from everything no you need to be able to have work with compassion i mean we're talking about people's lives and yeah not everything is money based and technology based like but he's so he's off on that he got bannon well first of all the healthcare debacle happened bannon got a lot of the blame for that right and rancid pubes supposedly rancid pubes has been on the he's been on the fucking like chopping block since january so he's been done supposedly gonna get fired yeah i mean it looks like he like doesn't he seem a little sean spicer-esque too rancid pubes absolutely like he does not seem smart um so there's also the new guy hr puff and stuff or whatever who took (laughs) over i don't know anything about him yeah but i wish it was hr puff and stuff so hr mcmaster's Puffs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He took over Michael Flynn and he wanted to revamp the Security Council. And uh-huh. really through 
Jared Kushner, people are blaming H.R. Puff and stuff or saying he's the one who kicked off Bannon, but it was really Kushner. Well, probably, could, well, then H.R. Puff and stuff probably was like to the all of them, like, who the fuck is this hemorrhoid dick cheese nose? <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. Nobody wants you here. You right. don't know anything. So he gets, so through him and Jared Kushner, they get Bannon removed from the National Security Council, which he never should have been on in the first place. Ever. And then this thing happens in Syria and the whole thing, I guess, with the alt-right, because I'm just saying this for myself, the right likes war, uh-huh. but the alt-right doesn't like anything that doesn't benefit America directly. I th- Right, or doesn't benefit themselves directly. So he doesn't want to deal with Syria at all. He wants to sit here and bury his head in the sand, I guess. Which I is weird because you'd think that you would... Because he's not a dumb guy. He's not a dumb person. Obviously not. But I don't know how you don't see... I don't know how you could be a human being, at least, and be an educated person and not see uh, the forest for the trees. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. It's like you can't... The alt-right people are just so fucking narcissistic. Yeah, like he's bordering on like he has personality. I'm sure. Like, do you think that if you let all these wars happen without at least some sort of that, if we were to bury our head in the sand, let's say across the board in general, that this country wouldn't um, explode? That it wouldn't die? It would. You can't. You don't exist in a bubble. Exactly. We don't exist. We are all Switzerland, I guess. But even Switzerland has figured out a way to be like, oops, be like a socialized with all their shit. They take everybody's money. They that's show how they you. keep. That's how they keep their head above water. Well, so he um, he didn't want to deal with Syria, um, and Kushner did, and so it's it's just slowly but surely happening. And then when he got kicked off the National Security Council, he supposedly was going to resign, um. and then like a big benefactor came in some big person who like donates tons of money to the Republicans came in and convinced him not to resign. Why? But he was totally pissed and he was going to resign. He's got to go. And um, basically I think, so then it was reported that Trump called in Bannon and Branson pubes <laughs> and sat them down in the office and said they needed to work it out. Meaning oh, like get it together. Get off Jared's Find ass or you're out of here. Right. And then Bannon and Kushner apparently met to talk over there problems right they did oh yeah i didn't know that allegedly they had a sit down where i'm sure kushner i imagine jaron kushner to be like like um 50 shades of gray what's his name oh that's hot (laughs) what christian gray yeah 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 because he seems like yeah i do yeah he seems mild-mannered but he'll fucking top that ass yeah and and i can't tell i can't but the thing is he's married to ivanka and I'm not really that sure that Ivanka would be much that bunch of a bottom. No, I think Ivanka's the top there. So then I wonder if he's a fucking, like, like submissive, a dumb bottom. Yeah. Well, not dumb. Not dumb, dumb. Like a d- oh, yes, dumb. That he's, oh, he's, that he's, he's, a, he's a sadomasochist. Yeah, like, he's, he's, like, powerful, and then he wants you to step yes. on him and piss on him and yes. shit. That's also hot. Right. I'm supportive of both <laughs> scenarios there. All right, well, Bannon and Kushner, um, the tension boils down to, like, they have, like, a difference in in politics on everything from, like, trade, healthcare, immigration, taxes, every single thing. There's a completely different ideology. Bannon's a deconstructionalist nationalist, and Jared Kushner's a technocratic Democrat. And and Kushner said Bannon brings out every single terrible quality in Trump. Uh, Which is true, He's, like, on the record of saying that. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's, we're on everybody hates Steve Bannon Street, but I, there it sounds like there's three people who um, aren't driving on it, and it's <laughs> racist Attorney General Jeff Sessions. I love Steve Bannon. <laughs> Steve Bannon is my favorite guy in the world. Policy advisor Stephen Miller. Ah, I don't know who that is. No. And Trump. Oh, and- that's that disgusting guy. 
Trump advisor Kellyanne Conway. Oh, God. I mean, she... So, let's stop talking about Trump's weird friend fights and get to gay guys and their feelings. I'm going to put a gay guy in my backyard. Looking cute. And feeling cute. What you got to do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay, it's a present from Jesus every day. You get to have sex <laughs> both ways. People mm. are just jealous of you because do 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 You're looking cute. You can sound just like Johnny. do 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 And feeling cute. My Johnny impression. Yeah. That's Johnny McGovern. If you guys want that song, it's called Looking Cute, Feeling Cute. Get it on iTunes. Gay Pimp, Johnny McGovern. Mm-hmm. Um, so this segment is called Gay Guys and Their Feelings. We haven't done it in a couple of months, but we decided it was high time to bring it back, <laughs> bitch. So we asked our friend Brad Lokley to call in with his passionate homosexual feelings. Brad is a comedian and writer and is a regular performer on Atlantis Cruises. And you may have even seen him on the show uh, World's Dumbest on True TV. If you like Brad's gay feelings, then you should pop on over to Amazon Amazon, Amazon, and get his book. It's called My Big Gay Life. We gave Brad carte blanche as he literally has an opinion and thought on every single thing. He literally (laughs) is the person who knows something about everything. You know what I mean? And he's really smart. Very smart. So let's see what's on this faggot's mind. Hey, Brandy and Julie. It's Brad Lovely. Um, I'm calling. I have a lot of feelings. Um, I know there's a lot of serious things going on in the news, uh, but I should say, yeah, Florida. Um, there's a story, of course, only out of Florida, because Florida, everything bad that happens in this country happens in Florida. Um, like, look at our elections, and just basically every news story since I've been 12 years old. Swift. Today in Florida, ends terribly. Um, so apparently people are buying lettuce from Fresh Express, the bag of lettuce, and a couple in Florida claim that they found a severely decomposed bat, as in a winged bat, uh, in their salad. So, of course, now this has sparked a huge recall of uh, bagged lettuce, uh, and we're probably going to see fresh express for millions of dollars. Uh, there are a few problems with this story. A, number one, uh, I already believe them. They live in Florida, and they bought this bagged lettuce at a Walmart. Uh, nobody who shops at a Walmart eats lettuce. All right? Let's just, let's be honest. Look at this. Unless they're making Cheetos branded and flavored lettuce. Fucking people are liars. They found a decomposed bag. Why? Because it's Florida. So I'm sure they just had one on hand in their meth lab. And then they put it in there to try to get money. Find uh, a decomposed bag in your, in your bag's lettuce. That's just not how Earth works. Uh, and I need someone to address this immediately. Uh, the media is paying attention to Syria and real things. The fact of the matter is the people of Florida are scamming America. And it needs to end. I love you guys. Um, everybody, okay, uh, I have feelings about today. And I'll talk to you guys. Okay. <laughs> I love that he promoted his own book. <laughs> That's Brad for you. Um, I love that he left that about, because I, when I told him, like, you know, whatever you're feeling passionate about, we just, you know, we just want your feelings. I love that it's about um, a story from Florida about somebody who bought lettuce from Walmart and they found a decomposed bat in it, which is. Well, we were recently in a, um, 
Well, let me just say I have a criminal mind. Yeah. And I was born with it. So I'm constantly having to stop myself from committing insurance fraud, among other right. things. I just, I can't even bring the the bags like into the grocery store, you know, the kind that you don't mm-hmm. ever throw away mm-hmm. because then I'm so tempted to steal mm-hmm. because you can then you, you can shop with those bags, right? You shop just walk out and then you just like only put half the shit onto course, the conveyor belt. Of course. So I can't even do it. Cause I'm like, I'm going to end up stealing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, insurance fraud is my number one thing that I constantly want to commit. So Julie and I were at this when we were at Dinah, we didn't even tell you guys that, um, we were at this hotel, the hard rock mm-hmm. and we were at the pool and it's shaped. Did we tell them? I thought we did. Oh, maybe we did. Yeah. God, I was so drunk still or <laughs> drunk again or something. But anyway, that was one of the times where if we told you guys that, you know, a full tornado happened. Yeah. And apparently we could go back there because it happens every week. And yeah. so I'm thinking like if I drive back, I could go to the pool and just at the right time, just, you know what? When the impaling umbrella comes around, just stand in front of it. Or I could bash you in the head with a rock uh, and you could say, uh, the umbrella. Did anyone see the umbrella? Hit me. Oh, yeah. And then we then own Hard Rock and I make $10 right. million. Dollars. So I mm. relate to the Florida couple. Yeah, who tried. You try it. You try they it. Tried you it. gotta try it. You just it, you can't, know? you know, it's just the thing is with Florida, of course, they were like, well, me, I mean, what goes in lettuce? What would be something that would fly into lettuce? <laughs> what do you think would get into lettuce? Well, well, bugs? No, bugs don't go into lettuce. That No, dirt now, that's not enough. Oh, a bat probably would get into lettuce, right? Yeah, let's get a bat and put it in the bag. And then they tried it. They tried it. They tried it. So thank you, Brad, for that story. Well, I guess. Okay, so now it's time for So There's That. Oh, before I forget, um, I am performing with Brad on June 22nd at Martini's Above 4th in San Diego, and tickets are on sale now. See what I did? I made Brad's outro about me. Bloop. Bloop. All right. So now it's time for the part of the show where Julie's supposed to find the one thing in politics that made her happy this week. I always want her to pick something policy related, but that would require work and research. And that's two things she has little interest in doing. So wow. here we so here we are. <laughs> She's getting into the habit of picking news clips as her so there's that moment. It's a crutch, and I'm not gonna let her use that much longer. <clears throat> but you'll get a pass today, meow meow. Uh-huh, okay. So let's hear which fucking so there's that is. Well, maybe if there was some policy <laughs> that was worth being excited over, I would be able to find something. <laughs> but since there isn't anything good coming from the administration, I can't find anything. So I'm stuck finding news clips, which are really just passive aggressive, positive things to be into. Yeah, to talk shit about Trump. Maybe each week your thing should be p- Planned Parenthood still exists. That's fine with me. I wish it was that. I do wish it, it was that. Then do it. Okay, next Say, week. Say abortions live to see another day. Nachos, gotta go out and go poo. So let's okay. wrap this up. Basically, um, I think the um, what you know we've talked about before is how this administration is bringing people together and whatever, but also it's cool to see Republicans who are not into it. And usually they'll never go against their party, but there are some that are, and the ones that do, I think it's really cool, and are showing people what an actual Republican can be like, and that they're not all disgusting pieces of shit. And my favorite one so far is, um, besides Janine Pirro, who I 
love. <laughs> no, but you've been loving this lady before her. I mean, this lady came out. This lady is on top. And you know what? She should run for office because I think she's fucking awesome. And I would, I'd vote for her. I think she's great. Yeah. It's Anna Navarro. And she goes on. She's a pundit. And she goes on pundit. to... TV, you know, all the news programs, and she's constantly talking shit about Trump and this administration. And, um, you know, she wants to be able to find positive things. And she did, she actually kind of did this time, but she also <laughs> talks a lot of shit. And this is my clip. This is my, my thing that I found. And I'm, okay. I, I love it. Good, good. Here it is. I think it's a bewildering situation in every which way that Donald Trump changed uh, his position, should not be bewildering. The man has had more <laughs> positions in the Kama Sutra on just about every. <laughs> but it is very confusing for, to wake up today and hear folks like a John McCain, like a Lindsey Graham, uh, like an Evan McMullen, like an Anna Navarro actually be in agreement with what he did. It's even more confusing for those that supported him because he said he wasn't going to do it. Mm. Now, look, when he was campaigning, I thought he was a racist, misogynist, lying pig. Yeah. I still think he is a racist, misogynist, lying pig. But he's also my commander-in-chief. And he just violated the Constitution. I don't think okay. so. You know, we can argue yeah. about that, and we are a deeply divided well, country over that. But for too well, long, we've been looking the other way in the face of genocide. And there's a large well, part of America that wanted action. But, there's a large you know, part that didn't. So, um, you know, that's in, in her response to the bombing. and. She's not into Trump, but she supported that. And I think that she gives great, I think she's really great at like hating him, not liking what he, what they do, but trying to find those little pieces of light that for her make her feel like helpful and her ray of light because she's dying too in this administration. So you lurked on Anna Navarro's ray of light. Didn't yes, you? I did. <laughs> yes, I did. So you know what? I want, I want to say Anna Navarro. So there's that. So that's a wrap on another episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We want our 14 listeners to know that we do this free job, this up at dawn, <laughs> pride swallowing siege, siege of <laughs> Marania and idiocracy uh. because we love you. Politics got real politicky this week and it's no fun talking shit about it when babies are getting gassed by chemical bombs, no. but we do it anyway and we do it for you guys. Please tweet us at Mr. Julie Goldman and at the Brandy Howard immediately after listening to this week's episode and tell us how smart we are and how much potential we have and how a news channel is probably <laughs> definitely for sure going to pick up this podcast and start paying us soon. Most likely, definitely, probably for sure. <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But most of has been gay and dumb. I was waiting for your oh. song, your goodbye song. <laughs> Which one is it? So long, everybody. I'm feeling like a. <laughs> I Ooh, wish that you could. I guess I'm now, but I'm like turned on by thinking about shades of gray. Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. I'm gonna. You're tie still moisty you over that. That was 20 minutes ago. And put you in the closet and tie you up. Put you underneath the baseboards. Tie you up. <laughs> Yo, now it's turning into. <laughs> and I'm gonna slap your dick with a pencil. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, bitches. A dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably.
would backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast. A dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is trauma.